The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Jill for one uh, one more week, one new week in a sense. Uh, we are approaching uh, spring, the spring equinox in um, the northern hemisphere. So it's um, it's giving, um, I think it's giving life a different flavor. Um, a lot of things are in bloom around here in the Pacific Northwest and uh, lots of flowers. Uh, daffodils have been around for already quite some time. And so it really feels like spring. Um, it's a very cold day today, but uh, clear blue sky. So I wanted to welcome you to one more episode of uh, nurturing the spiritual spelunker in, in all of us. And um, inner exploration, as the um, announcement says, you know, what goes on within? What do we notice? Um, and I have in front of me a little um, a quote coming from um, a blog called The Creator Writings on WordPress. Uh, it was sent to me um, from someone else in, in England. And he said it's about a moat, M-O-A-T. Uh, like a moat around a castle, uh, we protect ourselves. To tear down the unnecessary walls, we must resist digging the moat deeper. It is a distraction to keep us from getting to the real point. And it's signed a creator. Um, I liked it when I saw it this morning. Um, talking about walls, you know, and especially unnecessary walls. Where do they come from? That's maybe the first question that comes to mind. Who build those walls? Um, they feel to me like inner walls that we've built deep down within. And... Um, they may have served a function at some point in our lives, uh, protect possibly, possibly a protective function. But do they really um, serve a function now? I think it's, uh, it's, it's a good question. And what do these walls represent is another one, I guess. Uh, I think it's all a question about beliefs, beliefs, uh, judgment, and... Uh, Discrimination as well. I wanted to talk a bit about that uh, today, about judgment, discrimination, uh, still about the softening, the softening of the of the mind. Um, I had one more experience, which was um, very interesting over 
when I was cooking on Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening. And I experienced once more, I realized that this morning, so my realization is, is pretty fresh, but I realized once more that um, there was some sort of a, an inner softening, uh, which already occurred last week uh, on Tuesday evening when we were putting our son to bed, uh, when he had uh, misbehaved in school. And um, at some point, you know, I thought, I, I knew that... Um, we were not going to put him into bed and that he was going to have his dinner. And it's, it's interesting, the, the, the inner, again, softening the inner realization when something happens, you catch it, and then you wonder, how did this happen? And um, Tuesday afternoon was a bit of the same. I was cooking, I was cooking pork chops uh, for our family, um, some nice pork chops uh, with... Um, mushrooms and onions, something like this. And um, earlier on, maybe a couple hours before, uh, I was noticed in one of the groups I, I am part of on, on Facebook that um, one person uh, decided to leave, to leave the group, and uh, she sent um, a goodbye message. So it was very sweet and very nice, and I responded to that message. And, um, you know, she gave a reason that she wanted to walk on her own in a sense and she didn't need the, the support, didn't see the reason for the support of the group at the moment. And which is just fine. I mean, people, again, there are so many different ways to get to where we are supposed to go. So I don't, I don't see anything wrong in that, I guess. A person leaving, a person in a sense uh, freeing himself or herself, you know, and... and um, and possibly removing some unnecessary walls. I don't know. Um, there's so much going on in people's lives at this time. So much uh, influx of energies and so many things exploding in a sense. And what was very interesting is that our message and my response was removed by someone in the group. And um, so it got me going. And I think the, the going was coming from the, my lower mind. You know, my, my, I wasn't very happy, I have to be. And, uh, I was considering different strategies and different um, responses and things to do. I mean, it's like, we know our mind likes to build scenarios and especially disaster or catastrophe scenarios. And so I was sort of paying attention. You know, I was cooking. Um, I like also to have a glass of wine when I cook. Not so much during dinner, but when I cook, for whatever reason. Um, and, and so it was. And um, at some point, you know, I started thinking about uh, the people who are managing the group. I think there's more than one. And I was thinking about their, their, their own situation. Uh, I don't know exactly why they removed that, that post, that goodbye post. But it was removed, and uh, I started honoring the work they are doing, you know, which is managing the group, which is taking some time, uh, some of their uh, precious time. And uh, there also needs to be some sort of a consensus amongst uh, them. I don't know how many they are, uh, a few. And, um, and already I was going into a different... Uh, terrain in a sense, different ground, I could see myself, you know, shifting perspective and, uh, and, and rising in a sense out of the, the clouds or possibly the moat uh, of my lower mind. 
And it was a very interesting experience. Um, it happened, you know, along maybe, um, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. It wasn't really a big uh, upset, but it was something which was fresh and, and hot and, and something I could reflect on and, um, and observe. I guess exa- exactly. This is really the, the point, you know, that the spelunking point, uh, when something happens in our lives, instead of jumping onto whatever the mind wants us to do, why don't we take a moment? Why don't we go into the cave of spelunking and, and see what happens and see how we can um, turn things around and observe those uh, things from a different perspective? And this is what I was doing. And, um, and to some extent, I think it worked because, my, again, my, my position softened. Um, I wasn't so much entrenched or uh, ingrained into my own perspective in my own so-called emotion. It wasn't a very strong one again, but still, it's like I was um, in a groove, in a groove um, carved by my ego mind, and I eventually got out. And, um, and then eventually I started, you know, asking myself, you know, how can we build? I think it's a question that has been on my mind for some time. But interestingly, it came, it came back this week um, in many ways. And that's why I keep looking for, keep observing the signs. And the question is, um, how can we build a unity consciousness? You know, how can we build unity and become one when such a thing happens? In the first place, when someone leaves a group, and it's a person's right. I mean, yeah, this person had all the rights in the world to leave the group. And again, he wasn't upset or anything. And and that's the way it is. It's our own freedom. It's our own free will. And we use it the way we want. And then there's the the people who manage the group who reacted to that and, and kind of suppressed uh, suppressed the information and suppressed uh, an opportunity to say goodbye, and um, and these are two, you know, two occurrences that made me wonder, you know, how can we build unity consciousness? And I've had many, many instances um, this week, which. Most of them, uh, I can remember at least three or four. So there's a, there's a consistency and there's a, there's a similarity in the nature of the, of the message that comes to me. Um, it starts with discrimination uh, and possibly judgment and possibly putting down someone. And this morning, it's, again, something just a small reinforcement. But I was reading a book uh, over breakfast I was reading to our son. Uh, it was a, a French book, the story of a fish called Arc-en-Ciel. Arc-en-Ciel in French means rainbow. A very beautiful um, uh, story and a beautiful fish. We was part of a group again. You know, it's a group thing. And, and obviously there's some um, unity consciousness uh, amongst the people in the group or the fish in the group. But then... Someone came, a different fish. We wasn't. We was looking very different. Uh, he had no shiny or no sparkling scale, and he was more or less rejected by the rest of the group, especially the bigger fish. He said, um, 
in a sense, you have to, you know, you can be part of a group, but you have to stay on your own in that corner. That was the message. And, you know, underneath you realize that this fish was discriminated against because he looked different, possibly because he was smaller, not as strong. And, um, and so it was. And after some time, excuse me, um, a shark came by. So all the fish got worried and they started to look for um, a rescue a rescue shelter and they found a sort of a, a small cave they called Old Gaddin and um, and the shark couldn't do any harm to them. But then Arc-en-Ciel, the little uh, rainbow fish, started thinking about their so-called new friend. Uh, his name was Colino. And, uh, you know, Colino might be in, da in danger uh, with the shark roaming around and he was white. So he brought the whole group, maybe 10 or 12 fish, uh, to, to the rescue and started helping, um, helping the little uh, fish that looked different. And uh, eventually they, they scared, the, I don't know how they did it, but they scared the shark away and the, the shark disappeared. And uh, the bigger fish that initially had uh, discriminated against uh, the new fish apologized and he said, uh, now you can be part of our group. So because of what happened, in a sense, um, this group of fish, which very well be, can be a group of um, human beings, um, this group was able to build more, more unity amongst themselves. And it was a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful ending, one we would like to see more often. You know, there's so many things and so many situations and so many people, in a sense, um, that tear us apart or that tear a group apart. And what, what do we do in these uh, circumstances? I don't know. It's, um, it's not easy. And I guess it varies from situation to situation, from context to context. But I think there needs to be some shared, you know, some shared um, knowledge or awareness that there's a common direction, a common um, orientation for all of us to move toward uh, this um, unity consciousness. And I remember discussing that uh, quite, um, quite generously, quite at length with um, our friend Altair uh, last, I think last July or last June, I don't remember exactly when, but sometime in the spring last year. And um, his presence and his sharing came back to mind. He shared mostly his own, his own stories and his way of, of building a unity consciousness. And yet, um, I'm still wondering, you know, where we are uh, from a universal point of view, uh, maybe nine months later or 10 months later. And um, again, this is something that came into my awareness uh, with consistency this week. And that's the reason why I wanted to share it with you. Uh, because the, the message, um, the message that I had when I started the theme for this week was uh, was about change, you know, 
what do we need to change in us and, and change starts with us? I think we all know that on some level, but it's very easy to lose track of, of that. Um, and, and, you know, when do we need to change? Obviously, I was reflecting on that based on what I experienced Tuesday afternoon when I was cooking. And uh, something in me start, needed to fall down. You know, I'm looking again at this, um, this beautiful moat uh, to tear down the unnecessary walls. We must resist digging the moat deeper. Uh, we must resist digging our heels in a sense. And in some of the strategies that I was envisioning uh, Tuesday afternoon, I was obviously digging my wheels. And this could have created some, you know, some, let's say, waves or trouble within the group if I had uh, acted on my impulse, acted on my um, unfiltered, uh, unchecked reaction. I knew I wasn't going to do it, but um, I thought fairly, you know, fairly rapidly that it was a good idea to let things simmer and then see what happens, see what, what turns around. When something simmers, usually there's, um, eventually there's some cooking taking place. There is some, um, you know, some sauce uh, coming up. And, and I'm taking the analogy of cooking some meat, you know, if you put the right kind of moisture and, and temperature and, uh, and possibly some veggies around, you know, all this cooks and eventually produces a, a very nice sauce. That's my, um, my experience of cooking. And that's what I want to share in that regard in terms of... Um, how do we react to situations? How do we do put the, the foot on the brake, spiritually speaking, so that we do not act or react from our lower mind, which has a tendency to go for the, for the most spectacular, um, for the most... Uh, I'm thinking about the media here, for the most sensational... That's the word I was looking for, you know. The mind wants things to be sensational. The mind wants to attract uh, attention. The mind wants to make a lot of noise. The, the mind wants to make a lot of fuss. And in the end, you know, there is obviously attention uh, being grabbed. And oftentimes we, in the silence of our spelunking, we realize that there's a better way to go. Uh, a more, a wiser, a more wisdom-infused uh, way of going about life. So this is what I wanted to share. I will um, touch a little bit about uh, the movie Zootopia, which was the real reason why this theme of, of change uh, came about. Uh, we watched the movie on Saturday. Um, so more later, in a, very, in a few minutes... Thank you very much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to one 866 Four seven two five seven nine five. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now back to the program. Hello again. This is Jill, nurturing the spiritual spelunker, and reflecting on what has been going on during the week. Um, I mentioned the movie Zootopia. And interestingly enough, there is, I guess, that's where the, the seed started to, to germinate in me. There is discrimination, discrimination against this little bunny called Judy, uh, a female bunny, female rabbit, um, who wants to become a police officer. And the fact is that they've never seen in, in this world um, a rabbit becoming a police officer. It's unheard of. And most of the animals you see as police officers in the academy are either lions, panthers, rhinos, you know, elephants, buffaloes. Uh, the, the, chief, the chief of the police department is a big buffalo, such a strong guy, and not very courteous when it comes to, um, to dealing with his new recruit, um, Judy. At the beginning, he assigns her to take care of the parking meters. And she's very successful in giving out tickets. So many tickets. I think the goal was about 100 tickets in, I don't know, so many hours. And she beat that, um, that goal fairly easily. And yet, and yet, she was obviously very bored. She wanted something that, you know, made her feel more human. And so in the beginning, there was obviously a lot of, you know, discrimination against her. Um, and there is, there has been in, in history so much discrimination against people who want to start something new, something different. Because of who they are, physically, mentally, psychologically, you know, the message they get is like, you're never going to make it, or you're not fit for, for this task, for this project, for this job. 
And there's, there's so many, you know, people in history, known and unknown, who are proving that uh, to what uh, popular culture will tell you, to put this under a very large umbrella, that it is possible to succeed. It is possible to express your potential to the, to the fullest. And it's also the message I've been getting this week. Um, in my different readings, in my different messages that I've been um, looking at, that we all that, that we all have that uh, that magic within us, and we all have the potential to create. I've been taking a class for the past six weeks in uh, creating with the seven mighty Elohim. Elohim is spelled E L O H I M. They are like um, spiritual entities that are there, out there in the heaven to help us along the way. And one thing, possibly the, the key component um, that we need to master, that we need to nurture, is the will. The will to do something. It, it sounds very, um, very simple, very easy. But it's so, it's so essential. And when I think about uh, Judy Opes, uh, the, the bunny that wants to become a cop, she has a strong will, and in the first place, she goes against her parents' will that more or less are telling her that you're not fit to be a, a police officer. And in the first scenes of the movie, she has to fight against uh, a big fox um, who has stolen movie tickets from some of her friends. And she tries to fight the fox, and she loses. Uh, she gets bounced up. She falls, but in the end, she was able to recover the movie tickets for her friends. And so it seems there's always a way when physical strength is not the answer. There's always, you know, a smart way to do things, a smart way to get there. And that's what we also we see during the training of Judy in the police academy. That initially, for all the, the training, the physical training, she's, you know, behind. She can't keep up, and eventually she finds a, a smarter way to to do it. And um, and she graduates with flying colors, and, and her parents are very um, very happy, very proud of what she did. And uh, everyone else, everyone uh, wishes her good luck. And that's when she she got assigned to Zootopia. And that's when uh, everything starts, in a sense. So I won't say too much more about the movie itself. I think it's, there's a lot of themes, running themes, positive themes um, that are going on. And it's also a very funny movie, uh, especially when it comes to the sloth, S-L-O-T-H-S, that are running and managing the DMV, Division of Motor Vehicle. So there's a... Lots of good things. It's a, it's a long movie, an hour and 45 minutes, and I was surprised that our son was able to make it. I don't know what lessons he got out of it, but uh, perseverance, again, the will. The will as the burning flame that takes us through, through life, through any endeavor, through turning situations around, is, uh, 
again, an essential um, component, not being afraid of facing obstacles and discrimination being a big one. And, um, and again, you know, when I was thinking about the movie later this week, this question also applied very, very much. Uh, how can we build unity consciousness uh, just within the, the police department at Zootopia when there is, in the first place, so much diversity, diversity of physical beings, uh, intelligences, um, and, um, and capabilities? It's, um, again, it's a very tricky question. Uh, it seems to be leading me somewhere, um, and when I keep sensing the question, I can tell that uh, that there is, you know, there is an underground um, thread uh, that is um, that is running. So that's why I wanted to share with, with you. And, and talking about this potential again, that we need to to muster, that we need to harness. Uh, I came across um, Master Elion's message um, this past Sunday. They always come. They always come out on Sunday. It's a weekly message. It's a message channel by a person called Marlene Swedelov, something like this, and she has a website called RainbowScribe.com, I believe. And every Sunday she comes up with uh, Master Elion's message. And it's very interesting because it, I didn't realize then, but it tied up the, the concept of unity consciousness and, and our own potential. It says, I'm going to read just uh, one paragraph. It says, in these times, there are many people who use the concept of unity consciousness to excuse their behavior while not honoring the rights of others to be all they can be. Again, we are really much, uh, very much so into the... The theme of uh, one of the themes of uh, Zootopia and Miss uh, Judy. Each of you is here to bring your special and unique gifts to the world during these times. And because they are gifts that you, as an individual, brings, you have the right to set the course of how you wish to present it in the world. In a sense, you know, this is our own gifts, only us, only we know better what to do with our own gifts. And we know how to gift the world with our own uh, gifts. No other has the right to make that choice for you. In time, when there are no longer any who would misuse another's contribution for their own purposes, true unity will begin to take place. This is a state of being where each individual celebrates the flowering of higher potential in another, which happens without the concern of being taken advantage of. For then, a higher universal law will be in effect. It is good to use one's discernment in these matters at this time and to set your own boundaries. So this is a, a very important piece of advice from Master Elaine. Again, you can find it very easily uh, on the internet if you're interested. Uh, nuggets of wisdom every week. But um, I couldn't miss you know, the connection between the movie and some of the things that I witnessed or experienced this week. And, um, 
And this, I remember when I was working with my coach um, three or four years ago, one of his, you know, running question and the other running is like a, a sheet um, that we had to work on, an exercise that we had to work on, you know, what are our gifts? What is the world waiting for? For my gift. Why is the world waiting for my own gift? What is the gift I have to offer the world? And uh, how is the world going to be a better place once I can offer this gift? And at the time, I didn't have that many answers. I could see myself going a certain path. At the time, the path was primarily... um, out of my regular day job, I was working in the field of uh, intercultural relations, doing mostly trainings. And I knew deep down inside that I wasn't meant to be doing this for the rest of my life. I think I shared that some time ago on the show. And um, it wasn't even the little voice. It was, um, I would call it, it was a knowing a knowing that started quite some time ago. I remember the year 2002 as a landmark when it started, you know, bugging me in a sense. And yet, um, it takes time for things to, to, to manifest, for things to take shape. And this is very much the process of a cocoon, you know, the chrysalis in the cocoon that eventually gives birth to the a beautiful papillon. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, I don't know how long it takes. I'm not quite there yet, to be honest. But at the same time, um, spring is coming. So I think spring is a good time to, to come out. It's a good time to come out. It's a good time to do new things. It's a good time to experiment. It's interesting because if I look at the pattern of what happened in, in my life and our lives, um, in the past three, four, five, even possibly 10 years, I realized that not much is going on in January, March, and and January, February, and March. And and then still things things still start to to pop out, to to manifest uh, in like April, May, June. And then the, the momentum takes me to for the rest of the year, at least what I start in the spring. And what obviously has been germinating um, in the month prior. So it seems, and it's one way to look at our lives, that um, at least in my case, what goes on within, in spelunking terms, is that uh, there's also a process of germination. There's a, there's a more, an overall process of germinations when, uh, when there's a transformation, when there's a, a rebirth. And um, that takes me to a, a picture that I also got this week or the week before about the uh, phoenix. And um, I like this one because not so much the picture, but the saying that goes with the picture. I shared it in my Facebook invitation. You see a phoenix rising in golden, uh, golden wings, golden flames. And it says, sometimes you just have to die a little inside in order to be reborn and rise again as a stronger and wiser version of you. Sometimes you just have to die a little inside in order to be reborn 
and rise again as a stronger and wiser version of you. Which means, um, which means to me, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a complete death, uh, a total death. Um, maybe it's only a question of change of perspective. And one of those walls um, I was talking about, maybe one of those walls has to come down. And once the wall uh, comes down, possibly, you know, a new door uh, pops, pops up, pops out. And suddenly we can see the door. It can be an inner door. It can be just an opportunity. It could be something about a, a project we've been working on that didn't seem to go anywhere, at least in the design phase. And then suddenly, because of, you know, connection or because of a comment from someone, we start to see... Um, things in a different perspective. And this is possibly because of something in us needed to shift. Um, something in us maybe needed to soften. And we know it's possibly we had to open up to, uh, to the universe and send out uh, our request, our request for rebirth and manifestation and get something in return. We never know, you know how the universe responds, but it's my experience that it responds. It may not respond in due time according to our own timelines, or sequential, linear timelines, but it does respond. And sometimes it responds in the weirdest of ways when we don't expect it the least. Uh, oftentimes, it's for a, a synchronicity, you know, something that can take us in a very different path into an avenue that we haven't explored yet. And um, that's what it is. So I've been asking again a lot of questions about this um, this potential of ours. What do we do with it? What, how, do we, how do we tap it? How to put it to work for the best? How do we make sure that it benefits uh, humanity as a whole? Even though we may be dealing with a few people, we never know the ripple effect of what we are doing. We don't, we don't know I don't know when I uh, do this show how many people are listening. I get the stats. Uh, I get a number of views. I get a number of minutes of how people listen, which is more or less an average. But what does it tell me? Pretty much nothing. I also get a location where people are listening from. And there's quite a few places, especially in the US. But then what? And um, this is why, um, and I've been saying this, I'm planning to do something new, something possibly more, more inclusive, something more along the lines of unity consciousness, uh, possibly with a smaller group, but uh, at, a, at a deeper level. And by deeper, I mean a more interactive level. I've expressed some of my... Um, some of the limitations that I see um, 
and I've been asking for feedback from any of you. Everything is welcome. In terms of, you know, the lack of interaction, the lack of human interaction. Uh, it's good to speak in a mic, but uh, in the end, it feels a little monotonous. And, um, and that's the way it is. I understand that some, some hosts uh, get feedback and, and get into a more uh, interactive format with their audience. It hasn't been the case um, with this show, which has been going on now for almost uh, 15 months. And that's why I want to try something new. And I have plans. The plans are germinating, in a sense, in my, in my being. I don't have all the um, ingredients, so to speak, uh, to be able to cook. But uh, they will come. I'm planning on starting something new around the 22nd of April, which, is, uh, which happens to be Earth Day as well, and, a, and, a, and a, a full moon, I believe. So this is what I wanted to share with you one more time. Again, if there's any, um, any needs, any expectations that you would like to share with me, uh, please do so. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Gilles Asselin. You can find me on LinkedIn. And you can email me at uh, seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Thank you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. 
Hello again, this is Jill. Uh, welcome back. Thank you very much for listening today. And also before and in the future. Um, it's nice to reflect on uh, what goes on in our lives. Uh, and sometimes, um, sometimes it's easier to do it aloud. And sometimes it's not. Uh, sometimes I do it in my meditation. Sometimes... Um, Inspiration comes different uh, different ways. There was uh, on a Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening, depending on where you live. I think it's uh, nine thirty p.m. Uh, UK time. Um, there's a transmission of energies. It's a, a group I found recently on on Facebook, and these people is mostly uh, British people who are behind this effort. At least three of them. One of them is my friend uh, Alan. And they sent out light energies. And um, I've been quite curious as to how these energies are being emitted. Uh, how do they work? I didn't quite get an answer. There was a, a description about uh, the group and what the group does. But I'm still questioning the way these, these energies are being generated, especially at you know 9.30 p.m. UK time on Wednesday every week. And so... Um, I'm still a bit perplexed, but um, the nice thing is when these energies come out, uh, are being uh, sent out uh, for about 30 minutes, um, there's nothing you need to do. Just be present, relax, or even go to bed. Uh, that's what one of the organizers uh, advised us to do. And, and I did the week ago, or eight days ago, and that's when I started getting some inspiration uh, about the future of what I want to do. It wasn't clear, but that's when I got the date, April 22nd, which uh, happens to be a Friday, end of the week. And again, April 22nd is also Earth Day. And um, it's interesting how this got dropped into my consciousness. You know, I was talking and I was saying that the universe responds and honors our inquisitive mind in many, many different ways. And that's one way I got um, communicated through, in a sense. And um, I found it very, very magical because there was a flow, a flow of information that followed the light. And um, again, very magical. I couldn't tell what was going on, but I was lying in bed and things started to pop up in my, in my awareness. And, and, and I'm, still, uh, I'm still quite curious about the content of this new project in terms of you know, what will happen. Uh, the time slot will be for about a, an hour, maybe 75 minutes. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But... Uh, What's going to happen, um, I don't know yet. I have to find out, and I have to find out from, from within. I have to ask the questions. Um, I have to be able to pay attention. Um, paying attention is, you know, is, um, it's some kind of a job, something we, we need to do. We have to be able to decipher the, the cues 
or the clues, sorry. And um, sometimes they are pretty obvious, sometimes they are not. And that's what I was doing this week when I could see you know, the, the thread in the messages I was receiving or the things I was seeing or what I was experiencing. It wasn't so much about change, I think. It was much more about expressing our potential, tapping our own power and putting it to good use and trusting also what comes, what comes from within and what may come from other people who listen for us. I've had people, you know, convey messages for me in their dreams. It's been very, very strange. Um, close spiritual friends. I think we go back a long time. I don't always know how we were connected, but we've been connected over the, the centuries. And then their own, uh, their own awareness, their own uh, dreams, you know, come messages from me. And um, I've had two this week related to a lion, a lion, um, a lion figure, possibly a lion uh, deity called Nefertem. And um, I'm still in awe, you know, I'm still wondering what's going on. And they, they came from two different people, one on the east coast of the US and one in Sweden. And the similarity in their dreams, both people were in their dreams, um, was amazing. And these, both, these are both people that have been in touch um, in this lifetime, not for very long, for no more than a year, but uh, in previous lifetimes, obviously for a much longer period of time. And so things are sprouting everywhere uh, in very many different forms and possibly formats. And I mentioned originally at the beginning of the show, this, the spring is almost upon us uh, this coming uh, Saturday or Sunday, depending on your time zone. And I wanted to read a, a tiny little bit uh, of advice that I got from um, um, a school of shamanism in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I get those um, in my mailbox very regularly. It says, spring equinox is Saturday, March 19th at uh, 10.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Mountain Time, uh, which means um, 30 minutes past noon in New York time. Um, and we are in daylight time in the U.S. Uh, so I'm not going to translate into any kind of time in, in Europe or elsewhere in the world. Honor this transition by completing something that needs it and by consciously intending for the birth of something new. What wants to be fired up right now? What needs a bit more power? What are you finished with? So it seems like a, a bit of a transition between you know, what needs to go, the unnecessary walls I was talking about at the beginning of the show, and what needs to be birthed. Again, it's a beautiful, beautiful time, beautiful moment of the year. Uh, for us to be able to bring about something new, if, only if it's a, a, a sprout, only if it's a tiny flower. We don't need a whole tree at this point. We just need a shoot, and a shoot that goes up and goes out of the ground, out of the soil. I will continue here. 
This is a potent time between two powerful eclipses. And what you focus on around this equinox time will carry great power into the future. Even if it is just an idea or a decision that you commit, that you commit to following through with, take the time to explore it and give it some attention. This is also a good time to try something new. Do something out of your comfort zone and stretch your container a little bit. Acknowledge this time as well as your own process with a ceremony using the elements of fire, water, air and earth. If you are releasing something, burn or bury it, work with breath and water to bless and bring in something new. So there's a lot of you know, things we can do around this time of the year. Regardless of where you live, you may be going into the, the fall if you're living in the southern hemisphere. And it's obviously a very different moment of, of uh, the birthing and the germination process. It's, it's all needed. It's all a different phase of life. And, um, and I will honor this, this time, this time of birthing, and I will, uh, I will possibly share more questions with the universe. That's, um, that's my way of asking, you know, what needs to happen with what, I, with what I want to birth. It's been in the, in the spiritual slash uh, creative pipeline for some time. I've got a message um, about a month ago, about two months ago, that I needed to to create something. The message was about the number 39, and I believe I mentioned it on the show six, seven weeks ago. The message was pretty strong. And in one hand, it was associated with the grail, the search for the grail. So many people may be searching for their own grail, meaning what I call the inner grail, you know, what, what wants to be beyond this spring this year, there may be something bigger that wants to be birthed in ourselves. It could be our potential, you know, asking for the word that comes to mind is French, éclosion, which means hatching. You know, something is asking within us, and please listen at this time of the year, something is asking for a way to express itself. A way to pop out and like this uh, short piece of advice, it may not be a full project that will be dropped on our lap, on our knees. It may be just an idea. It may just be a thread. It may be a sense of direction. It may be, who knows, a connection, a human connection with someone or something that we've been exploring uh, for some time, which is finally firming up. And because of what being, of how it is being watered down by the fire and the waters and the light of the universe, uh, this idea, this project might take on a new light, a new perspective around the, the equinox. So please be, be mindful Please pay attention to what goes on in your life this week. And knowing that the week after is Easter. 
So there's a lot of birthing and rebirthing um, happening at this time of the year. So happy listening, my dear friend, and happy paying attention. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again.